Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, They are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Rene Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Rene's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez, were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles away. Arrived, they found the telephone we have a electricity line. described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird We hear a lot of horrific stories of how young people, sometimes even children, start claiming victims before hitting their 30s. On August 12, 2004, a man was executed for murdering his first and only victim when he was already 52 years old. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Terry Dennis was raised in Washington State. He was described by former classmates and friends as a choir boy who was always nice to everyone. Though he did become addicted to drugs and alcohol when he was just 13 and made his first suicide attempt of dozens when he was just 20 years old. He was arrested for the first time when he was 14 years old for marijuana possession and escalated to assault and arson in 1984 and spent two and a half years in prison before moving to Reno in 1995. In March of 1999, Terry met 51-year-old Russian immigrant Ilona Strumanis. The two went on a drinking bender for several days in a Reno hotel. Terry had, according to him, been fantasizing of killing a woman for the weeks leading up to meeting Ilona, and it only grew stronger as the two kept consuming alcohol. Ilona began to question and poke fun of Terry one evening, 
questioning if he was actually able to kill anyone during his service in the Air Force. She then made fun of him for not being able to perform sexually. He could not take it anymore, and while the two had sex and Ilona was in a prone position, he strangled the woman with a belt. As he strangled her, he felt more aroused. As he felt her life fading, he engaged in anal intercourse before using his hands to finish choking her. According to his accounts, it took five to ten minutes for Ilona to die. He then continued his bender for several more days before calling the police on March 9th and reporting that he had a dead body in his room. When police arrived, he was sitting on the bed watching TV while Ilona's body was still on the bed. After being taken into police custody, Terry Dennis waived his rights and agreed to an interview where he confessed to the murder with no issue. He admitted that, although he had been drinking heavily and had stopped taking the medications prescribed to him for his mental illness, he knew exactly what he was doing when he murdered Ilona Strumanis. He pleaded guilty to first-degree murder, and a three-judge panel ruled that he should be sentenced to death. Terry Dennis waived his appeals and volunteered for execution. He could have stopped his execution with an appeal at any point, but chose not to. He wanted to die, and this was his best way of doing it. He told court officials, death is preferable to another 15 to 20 years in prison. He had his last meal, two cheeseburgers and a Coke, and entered the execution gallery, preparing for lethal injection. No one, not even the members of the victim's family, came to view his execution. On August 12, 2004, Terry Dennis used the state to fulfill his death wish. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 13th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.